0: Welcome to the Concept 101 podcast. My name is Jules, and I'm joined today by Stefan. Today, we have a special episode with one of our incredibly generous main sponsors from Concept 101, Antonio Staparts, the founder of Artwood and Sketch Studio. Hey, man. Hey.
1: Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And thanks for the Concept 101 event. It was fantastic. How did you find it? Really good. Like The community stuff was fantastic. Just seeing all the people. Um, The fact that you made it free for everyone was Mm -hmm. really nice. And just having everyone pass by the booth. Because it was one of our, it was our first event. Yes. Was Art Watt
0: at, a, at an event with the, the entire team. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. I was super impressed by uh, your booth. Thank and, you. And like all the, the, the live sketching you did as well with uh, Onion. Thank and, you. And yeah, it was, it's, you know, it, it's nice to organize things, but it's also very uh, impressive to see it happen. Yeah. And to see the companies that helped us a lot, including ArtWad, um, also get the fruits out of it, like can you say that in English get the
2: fruits like get the benefits out of it let's say like enjoy the day and and
0: have a good time and uh.
2: I think it's good that when you have a booth that you put effort into making it interesting for people and then they want to interact and uh, you know and I think it's very nice also that you guys decide to sponsor because you being an educational platform is something that we really want to work with more and more Uh, I think at the end of the day as much as I think we all are kind of catering a lot of these things towards uh, either students or young professionals um, starting out as we. That's essentially what me and Jules represent, young professionals. I guess you are (laughs) not so... uh, so much of a young professional in that sense. Oh, well, thanks for noticing that. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, you have... Oh, man, a, you well, have, I feel <laughs> very young when I see uh, you. look very young, but uh, <laughs> oh, okay. I, could, I, I, I know you have pretty much a decent amount of experience at this point. So if you could, like, quick, like, roughly tell us what was your initial, uh, maybe, starting point, maybe even, like, how did you get into concept art and your first few companies and what kind of led you to starting with... Uh, you know, art world and maybe sketch studios as well. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. So I actually don't have that long of experience. I am older, like I'm 34, but um, <laughs> I only started learning how to draw when I was 26.
2: Wow. Okay. So, oh, wow. so that's like one year older than me when you started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so,
1: um, but I got into, like I told you guys, like I worked for Apple for five years <laughs> yeah. and I told myself like, I, n- I don't want to end and like end my life doing this. Basically, yeah, yeah. working in retail and very corporate and all of that. Um, but I didn't actually like. Concept art was definitely not on my radar. I was just I wanted to get a tattoo because I was very heavy into CrossFit oh, really and nice. everyone had a tattoo and I was kind of a follow along, I guess, because <laughs> I wanted to get a tattoo. Um, but I was like, okay. I'll get something on my body, but I don't want to give the, the artist, the tattoo artist, full control. Yeah, yeah. I want to sort of pitch him an idea, but in order to pitch it, I need to draw a little bit. And so I got into the learning how to draw thing, but I was, I'm always very OCD, so I get really deep into it. And because of that, I stumbled onto concept.org. ConceptArt.org mm-hmm. back in oh, the day. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, Like the Mecca form of that day. Yeah, everyone mentions that. Yeah, as well. yeah. yeah. The conceptart.org days. Yeah, exactly. And that's where I discovered, like, holy shit, you can do this for a living. And that sort of clicked with me. Yeah. That yeah. was the moment. That was like a eureka moment. Like, yeah. wow, I want to do this for like a living. Like, it's possible. Like, yeah. what,
0: what, what you think is just a fantasy is actually exactly. people are making that. And it's also, it also has a very cool factor, you know? It's like, wow so impressive exactly and like and it's impressive because also you see that there's ways to get to there and there's like a clear i mean not as much as a clear path but there's a path yes um which we'll talk about it later it can be explained now today but yes. in the past i assume it was a bit more of a tricky way to get to the job Yeah. and well, so so how, how do you get that how did you from learning about it what kind of route did you take to getting your first gig and 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 getting in the industry
1: so It's gonna sound impressive now, but it actually wasn't at the time, but my very first professional gig was for Procreate. But the reason (laughs) for that is, is, like I said, it sounds very um, cool now, but they were a very small company back then. Like the iPad Pro wasn't invented yet. It was just an iPad with a simple stylus and you had Procreate, but I already loved Procreate. And I was very much a free ambassador for Procreate. Mm -hmm. And I was learning a lot in, in procreate and, and posting a lot of my stuff on socials and so they asked
0: me to do something for procreate did you know uh do you know uh, Nikolai nicolai of course yeah yeah course. so i remember industry workshop way back i was i had an ipad but i didn't have a stylus and he gave me like a stylus and he was doing this insane paints as all he was at the same time as that's yep. what you're explaining and i was mind blown by how this guy could yes. do with such a shitty stylus <laughs> and i was like holy wow so impressive And yeah, so you probably also were there uh, with with Procreate. Uh, Yeah. At the events. Yes. Awesome. Yes.
1: And when Nathan was there and and, the people from Procreate. So did
0: you get hired to do a painting with them?
1: I was commissioned to do concept-arty stuff uh, for their uh, product launch, their new updates. Um, But I wasn't a professional. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, technically, that made me a professional. But I wasn't freelancing yet. I was just learning. Mm -hmm. It's only a year later that I sort of ventured into freelancing. Yeah. But I, 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 always, like I said, I was. I'm also very OCD when it comes to learning things, mm-hmm. and because I was doing competitive CrossFit at the time, mm-hmm. um, for the people listening, don't think anything of it. I wasn't good, but I was doing it. <laughs> Did competitively. I, we, need
2: to, we need to get into this because I, because uh, uh, into CrossFit. Yeah, I just want to hear a little bit about it because I, I, you know, I go to the gym a lot and uh, I tried some CrossFit workouts before. It's yeah. pretty intense, so uh, maybe, maybe in a second. But uh, I think sports definitely. Is
0: a, is a healthy way to keep motivated, keeping good, also a minds, mindset. Yeah. And it links to, to art in many ways as well. I definitely, I, I don't do as much sports as you guys at all. But what I was doing, and even now I'm trying to start kickboxing, I I definitely find it more, like it helps my art as well uh, in,
2: in a very nice way.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then what was like your next, essentially?
1: I From Procreate, I, w- I was just, back to learning, okay. I'm, like, I'm not ready for this. Uh, it was fun to do, but I definitely didn't feel ready. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I treated art learning like what I did in CrossFit was essentially learn the fundamentals and work on your weaknesses every day. That was sort of my mindset and it's still my mindset. And that helped me get pretty good, pretty fast, especially for those days um, as, as a starting professional. Mm-hmm. And I did one online program, which was the Watts Atelier, which will, I will always be an ambassador for because mm-hmm. I think it's amazing because it learns you traditional stuff like gouache, painting and, and mm-hmm. charcoal drawing. And I followed that program for, I think, six months and then just some self-teaching through through YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's essentially how I came up with this sort of structure that I have for ArtWatt is, is that mm-hmm. work on your weakness kind of yeah, yeah.
2: mentality. It's it's really cool because I when I was still in university I heard about the Watts Atelier, um, and I used to watch their YouTube videos every now and then and be very inspired. I remember there was a talk by Carla Ortiz I think where she kind of mentioned her days in Watts. At- I think it was the Watts Atelier where she went, and she was actually um, you know you can attend it in person as well. It's quite a quite a grueling art program where you have to do a lot of. Just traditional uh, painting and, and, and like the typical studies and stuff like that. Uh, but teaches you a lot. Uh, and she's obviously an incredible artist. Um, so I, as I find it quite interesting, I wanted to ask you, do you find it um, that like, is this, is this something that you guys promote as well with artwork to do like more traditional sketching and stuff like that? Um, do you find that it's useful for beginners to do that? Or do you think it's better to just uh, start in Photoshop because that's the tool that obviously everyone uses in the industry?
1: Well, I think that the best answer is start with the tools you have available. As long as you start um, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. more important than not doing it. But yes, for a long time, like our beginner course where we teach people the true fundamentals of sp- like spatial awareness and drawing from imagination, I the first rec- prerequisite was to do it completely traditionally Mm -hmm. we sort of dropped that for the reason i just said we rather just have people start than being sort of limited by the the things they have available but i'm a big advocate for traditional drawing Mm. Um, just because like sketchbooking like i was looking through your sketchbook stefan like i love sketchbooking i think it's something it's an extra level of design thinking that you put into sketching and sort of Thinking before you put something on paper, which digital sort of eliminates. Yeah. It's like, I'll just start messing around mm-hmm. until I get something. Whereas with sketchbooking, you have to sort of preemptively think before you
0: draw, which is really yeah. good. It's uh, Digital is much more forgiving. Mm-hmm. So you can make so much more mistakes and just erase it or flip the canvas. I tend to flip the canvas all the time. But then when I look at my sketchbook, I'm like, oh shit, I cannot flip the canvas yeah. anymore. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's also like going a uni as well. We never did traditional, almost never. And it's something that I really wish I had done more myself uh, to get uh, stronger fundamentals and uh, stronger uh, brush control or pen control. And um, it's good to hear that, you know, uh, some cores have this available and I can definitely see how the atelier uh, helped you in your your journey. Yeah, Yeah,
1: and most people I look up to from artists in the industry, whether they're now full 3D artists or photo bashers or just painters, most of them all have a traditional background mm-hmm. yeah. of I,
0: some sort. He always boils down to the traditional or uh, the element skills, yeah. like fundamentals, essentially. Um, you know, like, if someone learns 3D and becomes a king at 3D, but has no fundamentals, he's not going to get good results. He might look very realistic, or he might have great lighting, but even this relies so much on fundamentals. Yes. And, and uh, that, that's why, uh, in a podcast we did and i'm sure the same in your courses we really try and say people that fundamentals are key to to progressing and to learning fast or efficiently or both and um yeah so how do you how do you proceed to teach fundamentals uh at artwood what's your process
1: um well we i really broke it down a lot when i start when i wanted to start the program. I really wanted to see okay, what does a student that knows nothing basically yeah, instead like absolute of, beginner. Like, like absolute never beginner. never drew like, anything. Yeah. There. Or even even people that have stagnated for a long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do I sort of break apart their skills and understanding and restructure it so that they properly understand how to go about drawing and understanding design thinking? And like I said, um I said this on the the Proko video as well. Mm -hmm. I basically have like the six steps that sort of is an overarching thing to design. It's like, you start with structure, basically understanding form. And when people say understanding form, they think like, oh, I I draw cubes, I draw cylinders, then I'm done, now I'm gonna move into anatomy. Mm -hmm. And that step, that leap is such a misconception. Mm -hmm. It's like, understand form, then know how to manipulate that form, like really mold it. Mm -hmm. Because if you cannot, and I, I learned this from, I did one design workshop with Kulse Assen. I don't know if you know them, but they're the um, author of Sketching the Basic Books. It's mm-hmm. a product design book. Mm-hmm. And they give workshops. Oh, I
2: think I know which book you're talking about. Yeah. Like, I, back, back when I was a student, I was like, I need all these basic yeah. fundamentals. <laughs> and them. he taught at Guerrilla. Uh, oh, really? Yes, oh, he, oh, did, okay. he gave a lot of workshops at
1: Gorilla, And they taught me like this one sentence that always stuck with me. If you cannot design a cylinder, what do you bother designing a character or a vehicle? And that's that hits so hard because if you that's true, if you cannot design a simple thing, object, and this is what students do, they do the simple things and then they they try to design something very complex. Mm-hmm. And that's where that discrepancy for me came in. And so we break down those fundamentals: spatial awareness, breaking down reference, understanding reference, redesigning. Things from imagination in simple form, and then making it more complex as you go along by adding value on top of it, color, mm-hmm. you know, whatever mm-hmm. composition, design, thinking. But really, that structured approach uh, we do, we try to do it in a step by step
2: It's definitely very useful for a beginner to have a structure like this. Yeah. I believe because I think a lot of a lot of us when we started, we have uh, we are either lost or we have no idea where to go. And that, for example, even that example, like I said, oh, I, had, I bought all these books. Like that was me, I was I was starting. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, what are like, where I found, I think it was on the Level Up, um, the good old Level Up days. They had a website with all the resources. They're like, oh, this and this and this. So I mm-hmm. checked the resources. I found the books that I could actually get. I think most of them were shipped to me from US. So I waited for a little bit until they got to Slovakia. And um, yeah, it was like the Scott Robertson, how to draw, yep. the how to render. It was the the design basics. There was the one with uh, about car packaging. That yes. was also from, from I have uh, that as well. Yeah, really really good books. But and then anatomy. I I I don't remember the name of the. I have the one. I had the one that was not very popular. Did, the one did, that was very stylized yeah. kind of anatomy. Did, did, um, did you go through all of those? Yeah, like bur, bur, it starts with B. Oh, I wouldn't more. know, man. Anyway, uh, it was he. He was like more into kind of drawing, these they almost were like comic book character yeah. type anatomy but it was uh, it was still very good and so, yes yeah, so i was lost essentially and what i was going to say is that what you guys provide with Artworld is is a way of how to navigate this yeah. like world of mm-hmm. art, like mm-hmm. how do I get good, essentially.
0: Because did you, did you get to the point of reading all these books, or
2: was it just like a pile that uh, was getting bigger? I and... read more, so I read the how to draw, yeah. uh, I did all the exercises, yeah. I still have this, Oh, I don't know where I have them, but stacks of piles of exercises, which I think yeah. everyone should do if they yeah, have the time. Agree. And then I did the how to draw, but not all of it, uh, only like the rendering mm-hmm. basics. Um, and the rest of them didn't really yeah. touch. I, at that point, I started to learn from schoolism and stuff yeah. like that. Because that requires so
0: much time and effort to go through books and read them. I remember people telling me to do that. And I was like, ah, I'll
2: just draw on my side and I'll learn this yeah. way,
0: which is obviously not a good way to do.
2: But it's crazy because you still ended up being a very successful and like very good artist. I, I, I think th- I always I find th- it weird that like you can have different approaches in yeah. as long as you have the passion for I it. I think it's
0: like shortcuts and maybe long like i've for a very long time i was just kind of stick throwing stuff on the wall and saying what sticks and not many things were sticking yeah and it took me quite a long i think i probably learned through failure so i would just try my own stuff and probably adapt quite quickly so if i see something works i'll continue doing it if I see something doesn't work then i stop doing it but but i would not advise anyone to do this i think if you can have a clear path or summarized books or um, any sort of teaching that can give you get, get you in some direction i think that's the best place the best thing to do because i was lost like you were but in a different way which was more me being like no i can do this yeah but I, I think i could do it because i didn't know how much i didn't know in a way so there's no way you need to fail somewhere you yeah.
2: to learn or someone need to guide you so with Artwood, right, you don't just have courses, uh, in the sense that it's just a pre-recorded course and that's all you are getting. You essentially have a guidance from teachers, right, as yes. well. Uh, how does that look like in when you sign up for it? Uh, what is what is like? Wh- how do you give feedback essentially?
1: Well, in overall. The entire package, if you look at ArtWad, is we do learning paths that consists of courses, but mm-hmm. in a like literally in a learning path sort of way, like do this course first, then do this course, and every every lesson has an assignment that mm-hmm. you need to fulfill, of course, and you can request feedback on those assignments to sort of get a guide from an actual professional. Mm-hmm. Um, like we say, we hire. Um, we hire teaching professionals, not professional teachers. Yeah. <laughs> so you get like good guidance on uh, on what you need to do and what you need to improve, even the basic stuff. And we complement that with workouts, and the workouts are specifically built to what we were talking about: increasing your design thinking, mm-hmm. your problem solving. Because we're pretty much focused towards aspiring concept artists. We also have a lot of hobbyists that just want to improve their drawing from imagination or they want to work on their passion projects but still the same fundamentals apply and with those workouts we really made like a very effective format of where we teach people a certain subject could be like one of the workouts we did was designing werewolves right Mm -hmm. and the thing is there's so many werewolf designs already and this is what you as a concept artist will be almost tasked with is like okay we need a new werewolf right come up with a design so many werewolves and, and and or it's like when i worked on century age of ashes dragons there's so many dragons mm-hmm. right how do you make new dragons and that's essentially what we teach you in those workouts is how to think about it how to go about it how to learn the the, the, the right from the rights resources learn to manipulate reference not be manipulated by reference and then apply design thinking to mm-hmm. that so that's how we complement our our program essentially
0: It's very interesting that you say that you hire people that know how to teach rather than people who are, I mean, I guess you found the the good balance were very professional, but also great at teaching. Yeah. Um, And how did you, because I think finding good teachers is a thing, but how do you fulfill the industrial, uh, sorry, the industry professional um, thing that's missing? So what did you learn by being professional or what did your teachers learn by being professional? that allows them to really guide the students in a, in a more, maybe better way? That's
1: a great question. I think the the, the extra benefit you have being a working professional is you understand efficiency. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the best things. And it's not like you're not going to require from a hobbyist that they can churn out 10 character designs in a week. Yeah, yeah. They don't have to. But the efficiency that you've learned from being a concept artist can help anyone basically be more efficient. And especially people that are aspiring to be in this industry, which in this day and age, like you have to be efficient, right? Yeah. Otherwise you're not gonna you're gonna you're not gonna be working. And so we as as a as myself and the the, the teachers that work at ArtWad, or like the working professionals they can really quickly spot where people are lacking in that efficiency and what exact fundamentals they need to work on Mm -hmm. with with that design thinking on top of it, I think. Because Mm -hmm. there, there are good traditional schools. There are many shitty ones, but there are good schools and good teachers. But even those teachers focus on highlighting maybe what's lacking in terms of just fundamentals, which can be good, you know, just like your form is missing or your anatomy is missing. But as a working professional, the extra thing you'll go, you're going to see is, okay, this, your storytelling is missing. Mm-hmm. Your design thinking mm-hmm. is missing. This shape language is missing. Yeah. This is what you can bring to the table. And it adds like that extra layer that you need for the entertainment yeah. industry.
0: It's like, it's good to have amazing skills, but how do you integrate this in the pipeline? And why is someone going to hire you for it? Yes. And I think if you, if you can have in your portfolio the answers to the recruiter's questions, almost, you know, then that's it. You're exactly hired that. because as you said, there's thousands of dragons and, you know, sometimes clients are going to go to you and say, make me a dra- dragon. I know what I like. I'll know what I want when I see it. Yes. And you're like, okay, what do I do now? And it's so good to have the experience of the experience, versus knowledge of knowing how to iterate and knowing how to use references and design language to come up with new ideas. It's, it's very interesting.
2: Um, I'm just wondering about, so obviously you must have contact with a lot of students at this point, um, if you know anyone who went through your program and, like, managed to improve quite fast, if you see this improvement. Because, like, I know, it's funny because I know quite a, I know at least two people in my mind, uh, mainly TCK, Thomas chamberlain Keane mm-hmm. and my colleague Marcus that I work with. Marcus Michael, whatever is this art station? But um, they are both great examples of people who went from nothing to very good in like two years or something. It's very impressive to see that they are both kind of, kind of just like winged in of learning themselves. But I was wondering if you, if you, if uh, you find people in your course that you go, wow, these guys are really making like when they're putting the effort there, you can see the progress.
1: Yeah, like absolutely, and I think like the longer I have ArtWad, I was talking about this uh, with Axel the other day um, we can almost pinpoint who's going to make it mm. and who isn't in two months of someone being in the program and the main thing of course is consistency but it's also like really taking in the feedback and then applying it is almost a sure shot way to success that we see with most students and I mean, I have one of the best stories that I keep telling now that was at Concept 101. Antonio Rizzati came to me. Oh, yeah. And he's from Brazil. And he said, like, because of ArtWad, I got into the industry. Mm -hmm. And then he got into Koku. And now he's working at Sumo. And it's like one of the best full
0: circle things that I've heard and he also got second place i think or oh, third, third place first third place at yes. the
2: competition yeah amazing arts yeah
0: yeah yeah yeah. true I, I saw you met him and i was like oh okay
2: i didn't know so he did your program yes yeah oh yeah. how long ago did he do it
0: i i think
1: it was like one and a half or two years ago or maybe mm. even longer it was it, it was, was back that? when it was a bare bone yeah, program so yeah, it's yeah. amazing even then and now we have like um stan beards who was very early in, he's now a concept artist at um, Adam Hawk. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ina Chun did our program. She's a concept artist at Rare now. Uh, we have one of our star students now, mm-hmm. Lorraine Rushfor, which I'll uh, plug here as well. She created a portfolio through our program as well, and she went to the portfolio reviews cool. at Concept One Hundred One, mm-hmm. and she's very likely of getting into the industry soon as well. So it's, it's really amazing. Yeah, right. I mean, it's
0: it's it's good to hear that you know. Both worlds kind of get together. Yes. And 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 I think that's also one of the things we really enjoy making the event is that it's very fulfilling to see people have a good day and hear that people, oh, I got a job, you know, at the event. Or, oh, I met these people which gave me a job later on. And I'm sure that's something also that drives you a lot to see students uh, succeeding and, and learning a lot. And um, yes. yeah, man, it's, it's, it's so good to see. I really I really appreciate it. And something else also that I want to bounce back is that you can tell who's going to make it in like two months about this. What, like which signs really tell you, like which quality would you like into students or which, if you can give advices to students now, what do they need to really focus on? You, you already mentioned the feedback, but any other specific ideas that would help them in their journey?
1: Um, I think... The main thing, and that's one of the reasons, Stefan, like you mentioned, although maybe Jules didn't have the proper path or something, he still made it, is because of that one quality. And that quality is the unrelentless motivation of self-improvement and doing things you don't necessarily like to do but know are good for you Mm -hmm. for your skill building, which is – that's why Artbot is – such a hard sell actually because we sort of sell the grind mentality Mm -hmm. as in we give you we we take over the thinking you don't have to think of what to do we'll we'll tell you what to do but you do have to do it and one of our things is um so we our workouts are basically set up in cycles they cycle every six weeks Mm -hmm. and you'll do two weeks of figure Two weeks of hard surface and two weeks of organic work. And the organic work can be creatures, can also be environments, can be anything. And the thing is, most people that we see that won't necessarily make it are like aspiring artists and they just want to do character design. Mm -hmm. And they think, oh, I'll only do the figure workouts. Mm -hmm. And that's a wrong mindset. Because if you want to be really efficient, you have to train as a generalist. And you can work as a specialist, but you have to train as a generalist because... Like, that's why you you did the how to draw books from Scott Robertson. I did a ton of product design. Mm -hmm. I don't do product design, but it helped my character design so much because my spatial awareness, my design thinking is so much better. So I advise anyone to do hard surface design because it's one of the best ways to learn design, uh, learn how to think, organic things as well. And all of that
2: feeds into
1: whatever you want to do.
2: So this is maybe like quick interesting topic to talk about, uh, which is related to motivation, inspiration. Um, we already covered it in a podcast before. Um, and like, I, for example, find it that, like, I used to be a student that really, like, I think I was the, 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 the other way. So I was like only motivation, no inspiration. And I, and I just worked through everything until I worked myself to the ground. Where I wasn't an even, where I was questioning, why did I even start art? Like, what was the purpose of like yeah. doing all of this stuff and like just working nonstop, like not partying, not doing anything, you know, not having that many friends, um, and I kind of had to like go back and reinvent all of this stuff for myself and like rediscover it. So my question would be, how would you suggest to maybe new up and coming artists to balance this out? Because I definitely feel like there is a balance where. Mm you do need to do certain like certain exercises uh to improve uh but you still want to do it in a way where it's enjoyable for you in some way uh because um motivation is like limited for sure it runs out at some yeah. point
1: yeah well discipline trumps motivation right that's mm-hmm. motivation is i think if you can If you have, I think having a good community is one of the best contributors to motivation. So true. So true.
2: Right answer. (laughs) Yeah. And
1: that's why why I wanted to say before your previous question, Jules, is like that's why I love something like what you guys are doing with Concept 101. Because we know the industry workshop base and Mm -hmm. it's something Mm -hmm. like that's what got you motivated. Totally. And it's something that, especially nowadays, it's so important that we do things like this because... Online, you can get really demotivated really fast. Either by looking at amazing art from different people, or looking at the bad news about the industry, or whatever it is, you can get demotivated. And when you come to these events, you get remotivated, basically. Yeah. And that's like having a good community, which is what we tried to build at ArtWad, which we really have succeeded. I think the bi- the major problem we'll have with ArtWad is when we really start to grow, is keeping the community. Yeah, it's, it's not
2: it's... not easy. Um, probably possibly impossible but, uh. we'll fix it but it will
1: be it will be very hard to do yeah but I think through through physical events is like a really good way of sort of maintaining or nurturing it every year
0: totally man I, we just came back from non-stop Barcelona and yeah, I yeah felt shout, out like to, just,
2: shout out to Juan
0: yeah thank you Juan who invited us it was amazing thank you Juan uh, <laughs> I wasn't, wasn't there but thank you, you you'll come next year <laughs> <All right. laughs> and it was like I felt like because I've been working in events since forever, and it was the first event I attended. Has a full uh, n- nobody, I'd say, or like just I'm not. I don't have to worry about anything. And I feel like just this event helped my career or helped my the people I know like much more than the last two years. Like insane, like just being able to meet people every day, to become friends with them, to get point of view on my portfolio from other artists and that kind of stuff. Just so helpful. And I think the last time I had something similar probably was the first industry workshop. And also when I met uh, Stefan and Daniel when I moved in London and I kind of got into this group of friends uh, in London, and just you know having someone you can reach out to, having someone who can criticize your work who you know is has a good opinion you know or you know has some background in art, <laughs> yeah. uh, not not your parents for example, <laughs> uh-huh. uh, that that's like so useful for artists just to keep motivation keep going.
1: Yeah, that, but I wanted to like continue on that point mm-hmm. because. Um, there's like a negative connotation uh, uh, on. We all know the saying, "It's not what you know, it's who you know," mm. and people put that in a negative light. But I've started to learn through my networking years. Mm-hmm. I totally understand why, because mm-hmm. connecting with people is the best way of getting into the industry. But it's also a good way because, like, it's building the community, and it it's what helps you. It's what. I, like when I did mentorships, like personal one-on-one mm-hmm, mentorships, mm-hmm. Um, a lot of artists had this. Like when they were down, they were like, "Yeah, but even though I get really good skills, I still need to know people." And I'm like, "Okay," but then go to people, right? Yeah. Go to events, talk to people. That's how you. It's not. It's not hard to get mm-hmm. to know people. It's just like you're creating that barrier for yourself. And I even told them, like, "Okay, let's say, let's say, you have a burning question about something art related." Who are you going to come to? Uh, and, they're, and they're like, yeah, probably you. I said, yes, because you know me.
0: Mm, mm-hmm.
1: Right? Yeah. You, you're answering the question yourself already. You know me, so you'll come to me. You're not going to go to Craig Mullins, who's <laughs> far better than me for advice, by the way. Yeah. But you're coming to me because you know me. Yeah, because it's and the easy, easy way. Exactly. Right? Yeah, and easy art path. directors think mm-hmm. the same way. Producers think the same way. Mm-hmm. It's like people connect to people. Mm-hmm. And I think artists... It's, it's sort of a paradox because artists are very introvert, but they mm. should get over that
0: fact a little bit. Totally. And, you know, it, it is art to get in the industry. That's, a, that's true. But as people get better and, and they'll get in the industry, you notice that getting, I think, getting hired to a job, a new job, even your first or your second or your third, probably 50 50 who you know and your skills because the skills once you're good enough you're good enough there's not much more questioning like you can become better and better and better and unlock better productions or better projects but if you know the people and if also you you behave like a nice person you you don't get blacklisted let's say it's a very tiny industry so people know who's good and who's not um who's, who's easy to work with let's say it's so important to just you know be friendly chat to people um I'm also I, I don't you know I, I like speaking to my friends and that that's pretty much it but since I've been kind of pushing myself asking people reviews or asking the point of views it just helped me so much and you might get no answers but that's fine you know but you need to but if you don't ask the questions you'll never get the answer anyway so it's very important to keep going uh, find your answers and you will end up with results.
2: So as a know, I want to kind of add to that, like being part of a great community, I feel I think I always repeat this like every time that I feel like I'm part of a great group of friends that help each other out. And I always I would encourage everyone to try to do that. And, you know, we like with the, you know, back about the motivation part uh, and that having a good community helps you out. And I think if I was listening to this student, maybe you'll be like, yeah, 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 whatever. But, like, it's really important. And at least I would say a community is, be- like, at least 10, 10 plus people, uh, if you can have, like, a community. And those are ideally your friends that are uh, doing or posting their work weekly, at least, so you can see their progress and that motivates you. Um Oftentimes, asking for feedback on a project will be quite motivating as well. If you have the right mentor or something, sometimes when you feel down, like that happens to me when I do some work at work, I'm like, oh, shit, this is not going anywhere. And then you know, the right art director will not only give you the correct feedback, but also push you to do better work and inspire to keep working on it. So I think um, that 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 is the answer: is to have people ask for feedback, be active. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, ha- find the right people that really want to improve, because uh, otherwise you'll be frustrated. I think if you are if you are someone that really wants to improve and you have a community of people that kind of just like want to do this as a hobby, then it's not the right community. You kind of want to find the com. And on the other hand as well, if you're a hobbyist and you throw yourself into a community of absolute just fucking hardcore artists, yeah. you'll probably like <laughs> yep. it's not the best place for you, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, because yeah, uh, they will they'll just like throw throw you know th- uh, how to say they'll find your artwork and just like tear it to shreds yeah yeah yeah. so that is not what you want but i think finding the right
0: community and sticking with it yeah it's it's good to find people that have like um, similar mindsets and also if you go in there just don't go in there because you have to but truly ask yourself am i open to feedback am i open to criticism and if someone gives you feedback listen to it and really apply That's that's why you said before antonio like someone who's gonna Learn fast is someone who's going to apply the feedback. Someone who's going to listen to the advices. Because if you sometimes you know giving feedback to people and they just like yeah maybe and they go away and yep. then two months after same project nothing changed. Yep. Like you know it's it's not really something that uh, that works into, with learning. And uh, yeah, anyway, all that brings brings back to the thing that we have to always learn to to learn new skills, get better. And I was wondering how what do you do yourself, Antonio, in your free time. To learn new skills, uh, also just do personal work. What what kind of drives you to to create more and to learn?
1: Well, um, now one of the main things being getting to be known a little bit as the teacher in the art community is avoiding imposter syndrome. <laughs> so that what drives me to keep working on my skills, basically. Yeah. Um, and lately, I've just fallen in love again with with sketchbooking. And and I think it's the best way to just sharpen those fundamental skills mm-hmm. because it's, it's all the things you need to know. It's like you cannot cheat a sketchbook, basically. It's like you have to apply those fundamentals. You yeah. have to plan it. You have to think about it. And then you have to think before you put something on paper. And that's just what really attracts me to sketchbooking. And some of my favorite artists like Jesper Eshing, for instance, fantastic illustrators. He's not necessarily a concept artist, but still like what they do traditionally is so fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And that would that's what drives me to keep sharpening my skills as much as I can because of course running companies also need requires other skills that need to be sharpened and need like maintenance. Mm-hmm but it's uh, i'll I'll definitely always every week do something to Im- or try something to improve yeah. My skin. Yeah.
0: So it's about being constant. Yes. And also always. maybe having like projects that carry on over time. Yes. That can just keep going with it. Yeah.
1: I'll just I'll just join a workout from from Artwad
2: because like, yeah. I I'll, I don't have to think, but yeah. I can just have to do You teach yourself. You're
0: yeah. Like, can... Hey, Antonio, yeah. Antonio.
2: <laughs> 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 so, um, you mentioned for example that you also are so y- you founded Artwood. You also have a studio, sketch uh, studio, uh, which is like an outsource yes. uh, studio. And really, it's quite interesting because you are quite an entrepreneurial figure. Uh, and I'm just like wondering, um, how did you kind of get there? Was it, did it just like snowball? Like, was it, was it like you started the sketch, you were doing concept art, and then one day you're like, oh, I want to do... I want to teach people or like give back to the community i'll start art and then it'll kind of like grew and then grew beyond what you thought is that is that kind of what happened then you then you decided okay well i'm enjoying this uh management part as well so let me like put my effort into it
1: yeah i i enjoy it much more than i anticipated i think i started as a freelancer just working for myself and then like you said stefan it was starting ArtWad was just a side gig. I made like a very small Squarespace website and just threw some workouts on there that are much that were much harder by the way for all of my ArtWad people wrestling than they are now. So um, you know consider yourself lucky. Um, because Axel, one of my teachers that also worked at Sketch Studio and yeah. is a professional artist now, he started with at the exact beginning of ArtWad and he did all of those hardcore workouts. Mm. Um I sort of started that, yeah, exactly, as a side gig just to help people, like, you no, know, like, these are the fundamentals you should learn. And it sort of snowballed as soon as I, especially, did the Proco video and everything. And then we got a lot of traction and it grew into a separate company because one of my best friends sort of became like an angel investor. He's like, you know, you really have something here. You should put more time and effort into it. Mm-hmm. So he, like, initially invested a little bit to help me grow the company. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what we did. We updated the website. We now constantly everything. um, I basically haven't made any money with ArtWatt yet, which is (laughs) every, all of the, goes back into development of the program, but I have Sketch Studio to keep me supported. Um, But to answer your question about, do you like it? I think I've always been the type of growth or die if I'm not growing, I'm dying a little bit inside. I always need to challenge myself. And I think that was just the the next step for me in terms of challenging myself. And I'm not saying like, oh, i mastered concept art. I'll move on. I'll still do um, concept art from time to time, uh, more in a direction um, role. But it's just like, for me, a company, like I said to you guys in the train, is the same as art. It's like, okay, learn the fundamentals of business. Mm-hmm. What do you need to do? You can reach a bigger audience, which is nice. Yeah. And you also have to learn all of these things and you have to improve and it needs consistency to build. And mm-hmm. especially with ArtWad, if I were to just do it for myself, I could like in a Patreon type of setting, but I would only reach so many people. Mm-hmm. And now I sort of have this vision for Artwad that is much bigger, which needs a little bit of an entrepreneurial side, mm-hmm. basically.
0: Yeah, this takes so much time and energy to, to create. I mean, like can kind of see similarities with concept one one and how much time it takes us to to make just one day events and compared to so i can imagine how much you do through a whole company two companies actually like and and have employees and that kind of stuff and it's very inspiring to see that the the, the motivation from drawing and creating translates quite easily to creating companies Absolutely. and and creating uh just like driving people i guess in, in a way uh which is yeah Super, super impressive It's problem solving, right? Yeah, And I think,
1: like, I can honestly say that through doing concept art, I've been better at problem solving in other aspects of my life Mm -hmm. because it's sort of this wiring, just like playing chess (laughs) sort of wires you to be a better problem solver or thing preemptively. Like, the concept art or drawing from imagination also helps with that. And I think those are like soft skills that you cannot teach. Yeah.
0: it's like there's always a solution is even if yes. something even if something breaks down or fucks up yep. very hard you're like okay well that's a the company there's employees now so or like we have sponsors or whatever you cannot just fuck up and that's it you yep. know like it's not like a personal project that you just stop it's like something that needs to keep going yep. so how do i do now how do i keep the boat afloat how can we react to the situation to make people happy and it's challenging probably very hard sometimes yeah. but also very
2: motivating it's definitely, I find it because we have had some uh, mm, like tough times before with uh, the event organizing it and stuff like that. And it threw us into situations where we really had to learn how to stay calm and mm-hmm. collected in situations where um, I don't think I would have been able to handle before. Um, and it's funny because every now and then my art director would be like, "Yeah, well, you know, this is how it's going to work. You know, uh, are you okay with everything?" And I'm like, just like chilling on the couch, like, "Yeah, man, it's okay. <laughs> I, I've seen, I've seen that. I see uh, the shit that I've dealt I've with seen before. Worse. Yeah, yeah. It's like, don't worry about me. <laughs> you know, it's nice though. I, I appreciate Sam that you're always asking me if everything is okay and if I'm happy with the work. Um, but um, I just find that it's that it's It is useful to Mm. go out there and try to make something by yourself. And I also would wanna uh, take a moment here and like say that, you know, me with Daniel and Jules are doing this event as almost like giving back to the community. And that's what Artwood started as well. And I, I hope that whoever listens to this one day. Um, will pick this up and then they will start their own thing. And they'll also try to give back to the community in one way or another. uh, And this just continues on and on. Uh, And every now and then where I hear people being like, yeah, I'm trying to give back to community. I'm like, yeah, I get you, man. Like we're all in the same boat, you know, because if it's not us doing it, um, maybe no one else will do it, but let's hope that someone else will. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Like you said, it's beautiful to see that. I think it's one of the most rewarding things. Mm -hmm. Like when Antonio came to me at the event. Yeah. Like like, no money in the world can like, if you change people's lives. Yeah. That's, Fantastic, and you through know?
0: yep. the events you obviously. do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. For <laughs> the better, yeah. Yeah. Just, just, yeah. just the guy Antoni. Give <laughs> them to death That's great. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's such like, a
2: good impact. <laughs> oh, I hate them. some yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a very dangerous event. Yeah. Careful, come on. So it's uh, you you might learn about art, you know, you don't know how. It's like a frat house. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's like it's like. Well, you know, you have to be careful because your parents will be like, oh, he's gonna be an artist. Oh,
0: each each new course is unlocked by a. Doing some sort of alcohol challenge. <laughs>
2: yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny because uh, sorry, I was just like attention. You know, Six More Vodka uh, has it's called Six More Vodka. I yeah, was yeah. always wondering if they have like an initiation challenge. <laughs> like you need to go and just drinks like shots of vodka. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, don't know, I, I always, <laughs> yeah. I always, I always wondered. Um, yeah, yeah uh just they
1: get you drunk and then you need to drink six more vodka yeah yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) that's the right of passage yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: especially six (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) that's nice um but yeah man it's it it's quite interesting to see how uh starting something as a as a almost side quest as you were mentioning before can expand and become bigger and um and also, another thing that really interests me is is the sketch studio, mm-hmm. and so you, you've you've got a few artists working uh, with you all the yeah. time on different projects. And um, I think how did you how do you link sketch studio with ArtWord? Because I assume that you also hire people as a sketch studio um, art director or a production. Boss. <laughs> production boss
1: production
2: that's boss that's my new title
0: now <laughs> <I'm the> production <laughs> bo- you're the boss boss you know yeah. um and and what like what experience hiring gave you into uh teaching uh and like what what do you how does that help you making out with a better teaching platform
1: yeah um i think Well, I I wanted to start a studio just because I wanted to be able to see more of a pipeline in the game development, Mm -hmm. which as a studio, you sort of get access to Mm -hmm. because if you're a freelancer, you usually just get your briefs, especially as an outsourced freelancer, you just get your briefs and that's it. Um, As a studio, you see more of the pipeline, you get to work maybe sometimes with game design, narrative, you know, whoever it is in departments, which is... A lot more fun and it, it, it gave me a lot more experience to share with students as well um and well funnily we have two people that got through the artwork program one is axel that started working for sketch Studio, mm-hmm. and then gabriel um who you know, sometimes freelances for for the studio mm. so it's it's great to see that the sort of soft skills we try to give people in terms Mm -hmm. of design thinking and and consistency translate into their professional work, Mm -hmm. uh, which is really nice. Um, I think it's completely two different worlds running a studio versus running a school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wanted to keep Sketch Studio as long as I could just to have some professional street cred you know as a <laughs> yeah, teacher man, you gotta have the professional <laughs> you gotta need that street cred you know yeah. uh, so that people are not like who's this cat trying to you know yeah, yeah. teach me something about the industry um we're not a like i said we're not a big studio and we don't try to be but we we i do try to gain as much experience as i can working on on different projects and it's been super fun so far i don't reckon i'll do it forever because art is growing mm-hmm. um but i'll do it as long as i can
0: yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely a good thing to maintain a professional foot. Yeah. Let's say, um, especially when uh, with how fast the industry is evolving. However, uh, sometimes teaching fundamentals are kind of very fundamental skills that will always remain the same. So, uh, no matter what happened, you can always, uh, you know, learn. Uh, it's like and, uh,
1: Jama uh, Yurabov mm-hmm. says: tools come and go, fundamentals stay.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, totally. So true. He always talks about the brain. <laughs> I always find it funny. No, you know, have you ever seen? it's like, yeah, and it starts with the brain, and that's where the idea starts. And, you know, that's the important part because if you can't <laughs> think about design and start out there, then you are just putting random shit on paper, yep. and it's all just gonna be random shit on paper. I don't know. I, I just, I just remember it because I, I see him repeat that over and over.
0: Yeah, well, I guess it works. Also, like so many, I, I'm, I'm one of the guys who had. Uh, the JAMA Drabith portfolio, you know, like at some point everyone had the JAMA portfolio. Course. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's so funny how to see how some people impact the industry in such yeah. a, such a heavy way. Also, it's quite inspirational. Uh, inspirational. Yeah. And yeah.
1: He was, like, he's a perfect example of giving back to the community, right? the, mm-hmm. amount, the amount of talks he does. He doesn't have to, mm-hmm. but he just loves doing them.
0: Yeah. He also was at the event. Yeah. Uh, he, he, he very nicely agreed to participate, yeah. which is great. And yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome to see.
2: I mean, I, uh, I, um, I don't know what I want to say. But anyway, Jama is great. Uh, <laughs> we love you. <laughs> no, I mean it was interesting because he he kind of spearheaded, like him. Uh, I think back in the day, right? There was schoolism that started all this teaching and stuff. Um, and then Mache Jama, Ash Tor. Not sure if he was involved in Squared of creation of that. Uh, but I don't definitely know yet that I think Ash was involved as well because he did those initial, like, first courses.
1: Um, Wasn't Anthony Jones in Learn Square as well? I work?
2: think, yeah, he was involved as well. Uh, and it was interesting because these guys, they, they kind of they changed, changed it a little bit. And my point is that they were quite a bit just like public figures that just ended up doing, like, teaching um, and very influential because everyone. And I'm just like following the way they did things. Everyone, the way Jama did shit, everyone was following it. Like literally, uh, everyone was buying his courses. Yep. Like okay, Blender, John promotes Blender. Everyone does Blender. <laughs> like he probably yep. was the guy that like, introduced it to the to the industry. And it's interesting to see sometimes you have people who are so influential.
0: It, it was also in the perfect timeline where concept art kind of really boomed yep. and really expanded. And I think now things are settling in a way that there's. More uh, universities, good or bad. Most universities are bad in my opinion. <laughs> 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 or more courses. I on... would agree. <laughs> yeah. More online courses and much more options out there. And uh, yeah, it's 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 fu- it's very impressive to see how these uh, early times uh, shaped the industry and portfolios and, and how yeah. people work today. Do um, you think? Because you said settle down. Do you think the
1: industry is settling down?
0: Like going sl- like
1: stagnating or
0: i don't think so i think COVID didn't do too much good especially event stopping kind of right. made everything go a bit slower for a while but i think now it's going very fast still uh, because of what's happening in industry it's a bit harder to see what the future is going to head yeah but it's i'm very impressed to see how many people are online teaching i mean i think artwork is also a great example of the industry not slowing down at all. More and more people are getting uh, interested into arts. Uh, So I don't think it's slowing down, but I think it has, it's, you know, as you said, tools are changing, and the tools still impact the industry quite a lot. So it adapts to its time, let's say.
2: So I'm wondering, because we spoke about this, and I wish Daniel was here, because he could probably explain it better, but we're talking about the level up, uh, and I don't know if anyone who's listening to this was around when, uh, you know, there was ConstableArt.org, and then you are your an OG. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, you're probably working uh, for quite a few years in concept art yeah. now. Uh, but there was level up and Dark Zabrotsky, uh, Wojtek and Jonas, they started it and um it was almost like a concept art phenomenon, almost like everyone was following it. Mm-hmm. Everyone who was gonna be the new artist was following it. Mm-hmm. They everyone was participating. Like looking at their portfolios, and they were pushing it forward. It doesn't seem like there is something like existing like that, like so popular right now that just has that much traction. Like literally, everyone knew it. Um, yeah. I I have a hypothesis.
0: <laughs> hypothesis uh, right. as I say. <laughs> it was also way less people, you know, and only yeah. one well, route, to be and, one and part, only so. one route to go. Yeah, it was okay. these guys or nothing. Like you do that, or you, you don't do art. And I think now there's much more schools, there's much more different paths to take. And there's also, I bet, much, 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 much more people. Like yes. insane amount of people. Uh but now you have good routes to go, also probably bad routes to go, but people are just doing different stuff. And that's probably why we don't see as many uh Jama Jabav type of tutorials True. going out and everyone doing the same thing, is because there's more out there and there's more more ways to you know i want to specialize in 2d so i'm going to follow this specific course which teaches me how to do it to how to do 2d before uh sorry how to do 2d properly <laughs> well, i want to do 3d so i'm going to listen to this guy who's amazing at it and this way kind of almost uh dilute people in in uh, many many path, almost like a tree and before it was almost just one line you know yep. that people used to take it's uh, like
1: the FCD YouTube channel. Yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah. was on that channel. Everyone totally. was waiting for the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, and now that's not that anymore. And I don't, I think it's not because, well, you have hype as well, you know, but hype usually, like what Jules says, hype starts because of there's a small community making a lot of noise, mm-hmm. okay, but yeah. then it sort of gets adapted by the masses a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then it like dilutes down and, it, but,
2: that doesn't mean that it's it's stagnated. It's like there's more available. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Because it feels like, if you look at it from that point of view, it feels like, oh, there's no more like these rock star concept artists anymore that are pushing. But oh, still. Uh,
0: no, they are.
2: They are, truly. They're I mean, I mean Onion, TCK, Noax, uh, Pablo Dominguez. Noax is insane artist, but he's only within hard service community. Yeah, him. but exactly. That's
1: like, um, there's also no hollywood superstars anymore the reason for that is usually um, back in the day there were so many films mm-hmm. and there were so many guys doing those films and now there's netflix there's hulu there's amazon prime there's a million more actors and so there's no superstar actor anymore mm-hmm. there's some that get pushed through popular ips which like marvel or something but it's mostly the superheroes that are the main yeah. stars it's no longer the actor uh, and it's the same in, in our industry
0: it's almost like much more categorized, you know. Yes. Like you're the you're the two D guy, you're yes. the hearts of his guy, you're the movie guy. I don't know. And it's funny because most of the people I just said actually each of them in the category. So maybe that's yeah that's what happened, you know. And so people just have their own community with their own big following. Yeah, it's uh, true. And and that's why you. But yeah, still like I mean, you know, JAMA is not. Yeah, Jeremy's still—he's not that old,
2: no, <laughs> and, no, no, and he's no, no. massive. And but he—he uh, he has kind of stopped. Uh, his, his focus most—his focus has been mostly on big, medium, small. Yeah, feels like it, when you look at the Star Station, less mm-hmm. about the projects. And yeah,
0: maybe that's what I meant by settling down. It's like all the big actors now have companies and are kind right. of kind of getting more, uh, let's say, um, organized with employees with a proper structure, and it's less people winging it. You know. Uh, but it doesn't mean that there's nothing new growing up. I think Concept One Hundred One is a fairly young, it's a very very young uh, project, and and we're still at the at the very beginning, I think. And and you guys are much more established, but still, you were telling me that there's so much room where yeah. you can go, and it's very yeah. And so this it, it's probably will continue, I think, for forever as soon as concept R is needed, which I truly think it will be, and. Um, and then people will still wanting to learn arts and express themselves and, and go forward. Where, what what would you see outward in the future? What's what would you like to see ArtWord become?
1: Um, well, it's a very bold vision, and it would almost sound cocky, but I have a vision for ArtWord that is a little bit more global, where the sort of the methodology we're trying to do with ArtWad mm-hmm. shouldn't be like, hey, here's another online program. For me, it should be when I'm not there anymore that people learn the ArtWad methodology. Yeah. Like there's the Loomis method yeah, or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. I want like the ArtWad method mm-hmm. to be there. And that's sort of like the, the program that I'm trying to build. Yeah. And it's going to take a lifetime probably, mm-hmm. um, but I'm hoping that I can sort of leave that to, to, to the community. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's the, the, I mean, that's the most, no, I don't know, noble thing you can do is like leave something to mm-hmm. a
0: community mm-hmm. that is useful
1: after you're gone, basically. And you can
0: also arguably because you know, like when you work in the movie industry or game industry, you're like, oh, I want to work on the big game that will stay for a long time. Or I want to work for a movie that everyone will talk about it. True, but then you're just a piece of the clog of the machine, right? And and I think arguably teaching. Will have a bigger impact on people because yes, someone watch, might watch a movie, but then maybe thousands of people might learn and really be impacted by you know all the books you guys were mentioning before. Yeah, if you think about the amount of artists who followed those and learned from it, that's a huge impact on the community. Yeah, and and it's it's yeah. Um, and
1: what you guys do with the events, right? It's it, it like if people are inspired to come to an event mm-hmm. like yours to learn from other artists instead of. Wasting their life doing drugs somewhere, you know, <laughs> I mean, like, like if that inspires something, or like they they follow the Art program instead of doing something un- unproductive mm-hmm. that you have much more impact on people mm-hmm. than you can even imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it's it's interesting. It doesn't really feel that way for me that much. But what do you mean you don't feel like you? <sighs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I feel like I have that impact. Uh, like impact on the community i mean yeah Uh, of of course
1: anything you organize for a community has impact you just don't realize how big it is yet Um, and it always grows Uh, and you should never underestimate that especially if you do like constant 101 is free yeah then in and of itself is like a major impact for artists already because like there's no barrier
0: it's of course it's like many people it's not thanks to Concept 101, but it's thanks to everyone involved, thanks to everyone who's coming to the event, all the speakers. And, or, you know, maybe it's like facilitating connections, let's say. Like, it's like you put everyone in a little box, you mix it together, and then something comes up at the end, (laughs) that's what an event does. Same for maybe a school or or, or courses, or like maybe... I think your teaching has a big impact on people because they truly evolve, and it's like a long-term thing. It's different ways, man. I, if if I see how industry workshops, were, because I was fifteen and I went to industry workshops, and that was like a true mind blowing experience to me. Same and for me. I owe probably owe industry workshop my career. Of course, they didn't give me the career, but they gave me the spark. You know, or like they yep. they allowed me every year to meet people and to also hear people telling me that's shit, or you need yeah. to learn this, or you need to go to this university, or you don't need to go to university, and it's just you know, again, allowing a platform for people to connect, I think it's, no matter at which scale you do, is, is great. And that's why also telling people to reach out to others, to other people and, and, and connect with each yeah. other, that's how you really build something over the years. Uh, and hopefully at the same time, get better at time. Yeah.
1: And what I said before, like, not only the things you learn at an event, but just for me, Industry Workshop was that event. Tangibly seeing that it's possible mm-hmm. is so mm-hmm. powerful. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, wow, like these are real people. Yeah. Actually, they're yeah. talking to me. They're like, it's not, because online still has this effect. If you follow rock star artists online, you will put them on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, that's not for me. Yeah. You, you when just you see meet that? them in real life and you just have banter with them and you're just like regular people yeah. and they give you positive feedback on everyone can do it. Mm-hmm. It's like that belief is so powerful.
2: Totally. So I have a question off of that for you, Antonio. So uh, how about struggles? How do you, what are your, do do you have like weekly struggles, monthly struggles that happen? How do you deal with it? How you learned to kind of overcome, you know, struggles of running companies, maybe still doing art on the side? Yeah. Uh, Like something, something that happens, you know? (laughs)
0: Um, Enough fun
1: struggles now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, we're going to dive deep. I definitely have demons. I think um, we all do as artists. I think for me, this, the it, it's sort of like dealing with struggles is the exact same as getting better at art. It's mm. like a consistency thing. Um, mm, okay. And there's things you can do in your daily life that just help with that. And I think for me, when I found CrossFit, I'm a big advocate for CrossFit. Um, not the Phil videos you see online, but uh, just the, the, the methodology of it, of like training your weaknesses, working on your fundamentals, being better, being 1% better than yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I think that's sort of a mindset that I keep in, in the back of my mind. That's literally why the program is called ArtWOD. It's like WAD is from CrossFit. Is it's it? artwork out of the day. Oh, um, that's that's the reason why I call it that. So the like the CrossFit methodology runs through my program, oh, does, well. yeah. and that's and that's why I um yeah. why I keep that mindset and and struggles and how I try to overcome it. And mm-hmm. yes, well, so because I have two companies and they're very much like um, a sedentary profession, you know, sitting all day. You guys must know this as well, mm-hmm. and so. To get over that mental exhaustion, I still do CrossFit physical training mm-hmm. just to balance out a little bit, and that also helps with your struggles because the struggle usually is internal. Right, mm-hmm. it's a mindset thing, and if you just and if I do a workout, and the only thing I can think about is not to die, is like very calming on the mind. Yeah, and so that's usually how I deal uh, with these things. But I think I'm a little bit of an exception because I'm a a workaholic and I'm a little bit OCD. I I have no problem working 90 hours a week, 100 Mm -hmm. hours a week because I have this vision for what I want in life and that's what motivates me. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be on an entrepreneurial level. I've seen a lot of artists have that vision and they strive to get it and they get it. Um, And that's usually, everyone has struggles, but if you have a goal, you can deal with the struggles i think the goal is the the important thing of dealing with struggles
0: having a reason
1: yes having a reason like, to struggle yeah
0: you know, i even if you hurt or if it feels annoying then ask yourself why yes and if it's if it boils down to learning something new then it's almost normal like yes. you, you to learn something you kind of have to fail at it first or like you have to like no one knew how, knows how to draw a horse first try, right? Yes. You have to draw very bad rats for a week <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and then it becomes a horse. Uh, and it's annoying, yeah. but if you truly care about it and if you truly want to become better, it almost has to be, not to hurt in a physical way, but to to be to be an annoying process yeah. or or discomfort. It's, it's, it's not comfortable. But you if you only stay comfortable, then you don't get anywhere new. You just stay at the same place
1: and that segues into what stefan was saying about the need for an art community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like struggle together instead of alone. Yeah. It like carry the load together and, and like just the knowledge that other people are having the same struggles is is really liberating.
0: Mm-hmm. Especially like uh, talking about online art station is is such a bad thing to look at. Like if you look at art station every day and you don't have a in real life community then you just see these masters and you just see these amazing paintings and you see that they have like 4,000 likes and you have like two likes yeah and you're like how, how do like how like how yeah. does that translate to me becoming like them and it seems impossible because it's just you looking at a screen and there's no exchange yes. rather than if you have people then you can exchange you can understand you can break it down and you yeah, just get to the next level, let's say one last questions we're almost done. it might be an annoying question I'm not sure. What question did you wish we asked you? Or what do you think we you missed?
1: Wi- oh, damn.
0: What did do you want to talk about that you think we missed?
1: Um I think artists that influenced me, mm-hmm. Uh would be a fun uh, Yeah? Is a fun question. Um I think I fell in love with old masters really quickly. So, I think that permeates ca- kind of in my in my work as well, but Guys like J.C. Leindicker, Norman Rockwell, uh, Fetchin, the painters, Mm -hmm. um, Charles Dana Gibson when it came to inkers. Sort of art that really resonated with me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then product designers like Scott Robertson, just like the the fact that they could problem solve like that was for me super inspirational. Um, And that sort of that sort of gave me the motivation to, to get to that level, sort of. Like, if these guys could do it with oils, <laughs> I, should, I should be able to do it with this fucking tablet. Um, yeah. And it's, it, it, that's kind of what made me understand that fundamentals are so important. Because, like, if you look at Jason Lagendecker, that's timeless art, yeah. right? And there's design in it. And that was so mind-blowing for me.
2: Especially the way he plays with shapes. Yes, uh, it's, it's, it's very incredible,
1: ridiculous. And then these days, Kim young Gi was a massive influence for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kim young Gi gave me a good insight into what it's like to have fun with your skills. Yeah, that's something I forgot a little bit over time. Yeah. Is um, you know, I, I acquired all these skills, and I'm like, wow do concept art, I'm paid to do this, Uh, I'm really good at it, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, but I forgot to have fun with it, and he sort of showed people, like, you have these skills, have fun with them, and it usually leads to better art as well, Um, Karl Kapinski, another one, Um, um, Jesper Esching, uh, one of my favorite illustrators, Evan Amundsen, uh, love him, Claire Wendling, those are, like, the people that really show how to have fun with your skills,
0: it's, it's funny because they all, always all have the common of mastering the skills. Yes, And it's almost like the fact of them having so much fun with it or being so creative is because they don't have to think too much about how to do it. They just think about what they feel like doing and they just draw amazingly.
2: And it's, it's very inspiring. Uh, yeah, I think it's very, always inspiring when you are, you know, when you work really hard to kind of get better and then you know, you, you see these people and that happens to me as well. I see these people who are like incredibly good, but every time they draw, they are just super happy. They're like, "I'm fucking enjoying this. I'm doing this super cool project," and they tell you about it. They're really excited, and you can you can tell that just what they do is they are they are they find it really fun, and I I find it quite inspiring as well. Yeah. Um, like, actually, quite eye opening. Like, I, I I know a few people who kind of introduced this into my life. Uh, and I couldn't thank them enough to, because that essentially like what helped me to just be, you know be more more of a happy person when i mm. when I draw and and stuff like that yeah um, do you think you tried you are you still kind of looking at those artists right now, or are you also looking at some more up and coming uh artists for inspiration
1: um I'm terrible with names.
2: I'm sure there are people I follow on Instagram
1: that are up and coming that I love. Um, for like, He's not up and coming. He's already established, but um, <laughs> he's called Kyle and then NGU is his last name. I don't know if you know, but he does a lot of Marvel or DC comic art, but it's also traditional. He yeah. inks it first. It's like, so good. I'll show you later. Um so there's definitely a lot of people that inspire me. And it's, I think the coolest thing to see is these up-and-coming artists that are influenced by the same masters or, yes. or the same <laughs> rock stars and then they do their own thing with it. is It's fantastic to see. That's uh, something I love.
2: Dude, I, I, I remember when I was in... Uh, when I learned about concept, I think I, like, I was really inspired inspired by like the typical Feng yeah. uh mm-hmm. And I remember Darek as well uh, being quite an inspiration. Um, but every time I went to an art museum, I couldn't believe (laughs) that there were people who painted these paintings. Like um, Jacques-Louis David, I don't know, uh, he kept painting these incredible Napoleon paintings that are just... uh, insane in scale like if you see the painting oh, it's yeah. just, just like humongous the scale of things, yeah, and yeah it's like humongous coronations you know like dude how did you even? and like it's so detailed i can't wrap my head around like how can someone paint and the material representation yes, like insane, metal yeah. and yeah. hair and like wow
0: it's so impressive as well how they can keep such consistent um, materials uh, yes uh, um, architecture design also like just um the it, sorry, perspective yes. and also um, the anatomy. Yeah. So good in such a good scale. Yeah. And the like, composition. Yeah, it's like so... In, yeah. Like I was, in, I was in Madrid last week. I went to the Prado and there was all the Velasquez painting and I was just, you know, at the same time I was doing some painting on my iPad and I was like, oh shit, I'm really bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I look at these guys and you're like, yeah, you know, they just did a few paintings in their career because it took a so long yes. time. But no, they did like 200, 300, 400 yes. paintings. And each of them is so, so good.
1: I think that does lead into the uh, a quote I really like is slow is fast, fast is slow. Mm-hmm. Is something that kind of gets killed, a habit that gets killed when you do digital and not traditional mm-hmm. is when you slow down, you usually make a lot better and faster work than if you try to do very fast things and try to, because pro- you're not problem solving. You're just throwing things at the wall and seeing what sticks yeah, yeah. instead of planning. And that's why these paintings usually, because they probably planned the shit out of that. Like doing, like when you saw or stuff, it's like study, 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 and then the final painting. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, they even have yeah. people posing for them. Yeah,
0: for exactly. hours and hours all yeah. days. And it's like, that's also why, you know, being open to references is so like some people are like, referencing yeah. is cheating. No, that's, that's how people do it. You, you have a reference. Yeah. <laughs> it's important. Um, yeah. But so, yeah. I had two
1: questions for you guys. Yeah. One is, is there anything surprising that you learned about the industry or, you know, by, by now actually organizing an event that sort of
0: you learned from the industry or? Hmm. I think one thing is that, you know, you, you always look up to companies, you look up to artists, you look up to everyone. It's very easy to look up to people and think they're special uh, or like think they're higher, let's say. I think doing something ourselves from scratch and seeing how people portrays us and some people think that concept one is such a established thing or like when they don't really know who we are. It's very inf- in- funny to be within the companies or within uh, talking with other companies or, uh, or anything and Just see it's just people. Yes. it's just people doing things together sometimes they know what they're doing <laughs> sometimes they don't know yes. what they're doing and it's amazing artists sometimes they know what they're doing sometimes also with this like more like even big movies projects sometimes it's more random it's like at the end it's just humans trying to make things make sense and there's really no point to to look up too hard to someone at the end we're just all kind of equal I think and yeah interacting with so many people from the industry I think really makes me realize that you know don't, don't worry just Take your chance. Yeah. Try talk with people, or just try to become uh, more skilled. There's really no the only thing really stopping you. I think is your doubts. Right. Uh, and you can with time and probably luck as well. But you can always try to do anything. Yeah. I
2: I think one thing that I've learned is um, that I didn't expect is uh, which makes me sad a little bit as well. But um, you know, like that to make something great, you need to find the right people and um the right projects are made by the by the people who can who can cover each other's weaknesses and help each other to be better and with people who are responsible and uh are really really responsible and they will take on their responsibilities if they have to um and I think that's what I've learned like working with Jules and Dan um yeah. So I I think it's it's funny because I I didn't expect how difficult it will be to make something but I also didn't expect how easy it will be when you have yeah. the right, right people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh how you can rely that on, makes the, sense. on the person next to you and I know for the future that no matter what I do I have a blueprint yeah. that I've seen mm, mm. of the right people and the right way to do things. That's nice. Uh and I think it's not, like, for me and Dan and Jules, I think that's just incredible. It's not what we are creating. It's, I think, like, no matter what we would do, if we did it together, yeah. we would do it very well. Yeah. If we shot a movie, yeah. if we started our own other, like, company, I think yeah. we would we would find a way how to make it right. So I think that was the most interesting thing that I've learned. Yeah, it, it also boils down to
0: who you're collaborating to and also yeah. why all people are so important, you know. It, I mean, I'm sure the same with you everything you've, you've been doing professionally, everything can break down so easily, yep. you know? Like, it's it's so easy to fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> it's so easy to say, yeah. you know what? I'm done. But yeah. it's very hard to continue. It's very hard to... I mean, come on. It's not like the event is that hard. It takes a lot of time. But no matter what happens, it's good to just keep going. Yeah. And, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's like, to Stefan's point, that's what I want to stress, is like people... Associate me with Artwad because I'm the face of Artwad, mm-hmm. but Artwad could only grow because of the team I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For no other reasons, mm-hmm. I cannot grow. I couldn't have grown Artwad to this size alone. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that's never possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that segues into the second question: <laughs> If you had an unlimited budget, what would Concept One Hundred
2: One look like? <laughs> wow, uh, unlimited! I, I'm pretty sure you will have an idea. I have an idea as well.
0: I've, 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 yeah. Again, we're three different people, so we have different ideas of what concept one could be. And then we can kind of chat and we agree on some things. I think I'd like to, do, to have more than one day, potentially, uh, probably have... To me, it's very, very important that the event is centered towards the people attending it. So I'm very thankful companies are here. It's amazing. I'm very thankful the lecturers are also coming. It's amazing. But I want the, the day to be the best for uh, the people attending. And if you have lots of people attending, then it benefits, it benefits everyone else. Uh, Probably like, yeah, uh, a few days long, uh, amazing venue, uh, loads of free stuff for everyone, you know, like, again, we're not doing this for money. So just have the most enjoyable day for people, maybe free food, free drinks, uh, free, you know, random gifts uh, (laughs) to give to people. And then probably, you know, try to, I don't know. I'm, I'm just thinking challenges. Happening. Yeah. Challenges. Like, you know, we, we do every month stuff. Now we do drink and draws, we do museum meetings, maybe have more of those, but Modern. try and be even more generous. I don't know. Like, because money is money, I guess is only slowing us down towards the, what we can afford. Yeah. But then we can still do stuff, uh, maybe lower budgets or free, you know, like that doesn't require us to book things. Um, so yeah, just expand and see what people like, you
2: know. I guess. So if we had unlimited budget, maybe it would be cool to have it uh, around around in Europe as well, or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Not just uh, in in London. Um, I would say there are already some other good conferences they're running. So, um, but it would be cool to kind of have us helping out, uh, either those conferences or set us up set up our own mm-hmm. um one thing that i don't know if it's necessarily related to the console 101 and one thing that you said about uh when a company or a con- or um one thing i would want to do essentially and i don't think it's i don't know how to do it and i don't know if it's even if we could do it or if it's our our project to do uh is um you know me, Daniel, Jules, and a bunch of our friends, we have a Discord group. It's a very, very good Discord group. It's full of professionals <laughs> who are friends and like each other uh, in a way. You know, like, we are all just friends. We hang out. We we are the initial group that kind of met up before even the conference started. It was like three of us came to London to hang out. And this, to me is the only way it can be is if it's like maybe 50 people it has to be like a small community right and like if there was a way to solve like you were saying with the problem of almost creating fi- helping people create smaller communities that can live beyond the event and people be have the same community what we have but just other people having that and then being to grow together because this happens with, the, with other discord communities they grow they become really big Yes, they have challenges and all this stuff happening, but eventually people stop caring, you know, because they are not their friends. They they and really they, they stopped investing time and effort. And I think if if we could have our conference uh, help, you know, solve this problem of mm-hmm. creating smaller Discord or other online communities where people would want to actively participate all the time and help each other grow, I think that would be something that i don't know if it's a money problem but it's just something to just I, pay people to become friends yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. you have
0: unlimited budget now anyway, talk right? to each other please yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. uh but yeah you know and uh just yeah as jill said make it as good as possible with free, free drinks free everything uh um, ferraris for everyone yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. For everyone dude nice. you yeah. have the biggest speakers let's well, you know craig mullins nathan fawkes uh Michay. Yeah. yeah else everything we uh james gurney oh man just, oh, that'd be awesome. yeah, yeah, amazing, yeah. amazing. Fly them on private jets, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. We, we, we're going to rent London, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think we're getting close to the end. Uh, mm-hmm. Just one last question for you. If anyone wants to sign up to ArtWord or they want to learn more about what you guys are doing, what's the best way to do it? Simply go to artward.com, A R T W O D.com,
1: and you can sign up for free. So mm-hmm. we have a freemium where you can just test the program, see mm-hmm. what it is. You can have access to all the courses and see how we structure the thing. You can get into our Discord mm-hmm. and, and talk with everyone. And then you can see if you want to become a member
0: or not. That's up to you. We leave that up to you. So, nice. Okay. Yeah. That's great to hear. So that'll be the end of the today's episode. I really hope you guys liked it. Please feel free to subscribe and hit the notification bell. We do podcasts every two weeks. So... Uh, please come back. We'll be very sad otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks again very much to Antonio for this participation. You. Thank you. And for once again, supporting Concept 101. Be free for all of you guys. Um, so bye-bye. Take care. Take care. Bye. Bye.